Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Yeah, hoping to get ready for Suns Clippers, which begins Sunday, 5 o'clock at Footprint Center for Game 1 in a best-of-seven Western Conference Series. And here to talk about the Clippers, a man who covers them for The Athletic, Law Murray, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Law, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. Uh, we've been talking about this series, and obviously from a Phoenix standpoint, the great unknown, you know, Kevin Durant's played 269 minutes with this team. But both of these teams underwent significant changes at the trade deadline. I don't think you can glean much from any of the four matchups between these two teams and apply it to what we'll see. I mean, how do you see all of that going into this series, Law? You know, everyone's talking about Kevin Durant, the eight games that he played, and the I think it's a hundred some minutes um, with DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. The, the Clippers have basically had to undergo a more acute adjustment because of Paul George's injury. Mm-hmm. So when Russell Westbrook got to the team, that was the fourth rotation player that he added to go with Mason Plumlee at the trade deadline, Eric Gordon, Bones Island. That's that's affects three positions, the guard, the wing, the bigs. And then you bring in a new starter in Russ. And it's a good thing the Clippers have Russell Westbrook, especially in the wake of Paul's injury, because the Clippers have only played nine games with the Russell Westbrook without Paul George lineup, basically. It's basically the same kind of thing that the Suns had adjusted to, but Kevin Durant's been around since basically the All-Star break, before the All-Star break. The last time I was in Phoenix before this past weekend for the last game of the regular season was that last game before the All-Star break. What did they do in that day? They introduced Kevin Durant to the season (laughs) ticket holders at Footprint Center. So Kevin Durant's been around. He knows what the Suns are doing, even though he hasn't been playing a lot of games with the ankle injury. The Clippers, they didn't know that they weren't going to have Paul George a mo- until a month later. And so I feel like the Suns, they know what they've got in KD. They ha- they just haven't been hit in the mouth yet. And for the Clippers, that's pretty much this series. Can we make the Suns be uncomfortable for the first time? And when I say uncomfortable, I mean losing games yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. I mean, the Suns, they have been pushed. They were pushed by Reggie Jackson's Denver Nuggets. They were pushed by the Dallas Mavericks team that failed to even make the play in. They just happen to win those games with KD. We're going to see what the, what the what the Clippers do to increase the pressure and see how the Suns respond to that. No doubt about it. Now, I'm curious. Ty Lue's an, an excellent coach. He's He's got that reputation. He also has a lot of time to prepare something. How, what do you think that's going to look like? Who do you think defensively is going to get or be on KD? Is that going to be Kawhi? Is it going to be Norm Powell on book? Give us some insight from, from what you think Ty Lue might be cooking up for the Suns. Well, I'll tell you what, when I came to practice Tuesday, they had replica Suns jerseys all on a hanger. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. I'm sure that there's guys on the Clippers third string that are wearing those jerseys that are basically being helping Teron Lue prepare defensively. That's where this series starts for Teron Lue. I think Teron is satisfied with the offense. The Clippers offense was top five for most of the post-All-Star break period. That's a little over 20 games. But the defense has been average, painfully average, basically since the beginning of December. And they don't have a chance if the Suns are better offensively than they already are. 
And so one of the things that I think is going to be a key is how much time Kawhi Leonard spends on a guy like Kevin Durant. But Devin Booker, he's the guy who's been leading the Suns for half a decade now uh, in terms of the Suns being a burgeoning team. And what you got a concern with, with Devin is the ball is going to be in his hands above the break way more often. That means that it's going to be easier to fire on and blitz and trap Devin Booker, double-team him, than it is Kevin Durant. The issue is it's going to be harder to double anybody on the Suns because a guy like Kevin Durant is the outlet. He's the guy in the corners. He's the guy slashing. And 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 the thing is, the way they use Kevin, it feels like Kevin is being used as a super version of Mikael Bridges. And that's obviously a different kind of pressure to deal with defensively. And so Kawhi, I think if Kevin's going to be off the ball a lot more than we are used to seeing him off the ball, if you watch Kevin with the Nets or with the Warriors, then it makes Kevin harder to double team. But it makes a guy like Kawhi who's going to have a heavy load offensively, I think he can handle the assignment a little bit more. And that's I think that's the fascinating chess match here. How much does Kawhi Leonard and all – we know his reputation defensively. He's his guard of Kevin Durant in postseason series before, both as a role player and as the star that he is now. That's going to be the key for Toronto. How much time do you want to spend having your best player, your remaining big wing star, on Kevin Durant? Law Murray, who covers the Clippers for the Athletic, our guest here on Arizona Sports. On March 3rd, Law, the Clippers lost to Sacramento by a point that sunk them to 33-33. and From that point on, they went 11-5. and uh, Kawhi Leonard was great, and you mentioned Russell Westbrook obviously picking up some slack for the injured Paul George. But how real was that run? And other than those two guys, how were they able to you know play that good a basketball for that clip and get all the way to fifth in the Western Conference? That run saved their season. Let's just be real. Like, forget, forget the playing tournament. I mean... They might not have made the play-in tournament if they had... Look, this was about to be a six-straight loss the very next game after the Sacramento game at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. They gave up 51 third-quarter points in that game. And the murmuring in the arena was very uncomfortable. National TV game and everything. And Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, they helped turn that game around in the fourth quarter playing defense for the first time in what seemed like three weeks. I hadn't seen the Clippers play defense really <laughs> since the game in Phoenix. So, like, that saved their season. They had a lot of time in between games after that game against the Grizzlies. I'm talking two, three days off before each of their next four or five games. And that allowed them to have some practices. It allowed those new guys, Westbrook included, to really get to know their teammates really get to know and be on the same page. They fixed the defense. They fixed the offense. They started playing a lot more together. Now, they still had some rough patches, Paul George's injury being top of the line. And I think it's impressive that the Clippers still maintained an offensive identity where they could score without Paul. The bigger concern is just what are they going to do defensively? Uh, I think they caught some breaks in the last week of the season where they won their last three games. They caught the Lakers, a team that they beat anyway all the time, (laughs) on a rest disadvantage. That helped them kind of blow them out. That game wasn't as close as the final score was. They obviously didn't have to deal with the Portland Trailblazers in the last week of the season. Uh, They were sitting everybody as they get ready for the lottery. And same thing with Phoenix Suns. 
because the Suns locked up that four seed so early in the week, Mm -hmm. they didn't have to worry about playing their best guys. They chose rest. I'm not sure if Phoenix should have done that, but Phoenix chose rest. They basically chose the Clippers because the Suns, if they, they beat the Clippers, then the Clippers, they would have been headed elsewhere in the first round or even in the play-in possibly. And so I think that the Clippers, offensively, they are feeling confident. <laughs> Defensively is a concern with them. Yeah. All right, last question um, is just along those lines. Are the Clippers rallying around that fact that the Phoenix Suns effectively chose them? And what does your intuition tell you about Paul George and his potential return? Well, I'll start with the, I guess you could call it disrespect card. I mean, it's it's lying season. So, guys will that they do. <laughs> I mean, we're in the media. We're bringing it to them. Uh, I mean, these are proud players. This is the oldest team in the league. And with that age comes experience, uh, experience in the playoffs. So, guys are always looking for an extra chip to have knocked off their shoulder. And they're definitely rallying around the fact that people – are not going to pick them in this series, but they don't have, they don't need to worry about that. They need to worry about playing well. Uh, this is a Clippers team that rarely played well in the same game as far as scoring and getting stops. I mean, if they were scoring, they probably were in a shootout. If they were getting stops, it was probably one of those games where they went five minutes at a time without making a basket. So the Clippers aren't going to get too caught up in the, they're not, they're not stirring extra stuff. They don't like the Suns, but they respect the Suns. That's, that, that's going to be where this series starts. Yeah. Now, as far as Paul George goes, he was in the gym yesterday. What's today? Thursday. So Wednesday, Paul George was in the gym getting shots up. It's the first time I saw him get shots up. He didn't have a brace on. He was able to catch and shoot, and he was looked like he was moving pretty well. But And it's not the first time that he's been in the gym. That's what I was told. But I am also hearing that, they're not going to push Paul George to come back before that knee is stable. And I don't see him playing in this series. The Clippers need to extend this series. So the first four games, like today is Thursday, this series could be over next Saturday if one of these teams messes around and gets swept. (laughs) I saw Kevin Durant get swept last year, so I ain't just talking about the Clippers. We all know the Clippers might get swept, but damn it, Kevin Durant got swept last year too. (laughs) So if this is a short series, I don't think you see Paul George. Yeah for obvious reasons, but it, the longer the series goes on, the more of that possibility that we could possibly see him. You only get two days off before game five in this series once it starts, and that's going to be the key point. Where is this series at after game four next Saturday afternoon in L.A.? Yeah. Law, great stuff. Yeah, Thanks so much for insight. joining us. Really appreciate your time and your insight today. Hey, I appreciate y'all. I'm ready for that 90-degree weather. Keep it lit. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man.